0: It's the end of a long trial here in Central Texas, the sentence for the man convicted of murder during the 2020 protests downtown, and a look at what's next.
1: And call it a glimmer of hope, after months of high prices, we dive into the latest report on inflation here in the U.S.
2: And the most significant flooding we've seen in years is possible over Mother's Day weekend. Your first warning forecast is coming up. 25 years in
0: prison. That is the sentence a judge handed Daniel Perry today. He's the former Army sergeant convicted of murdering another veteran and Black Lives Matter protester Garrett Foster back in 2020.
1: KXAN's Jayla Washington wraps up this long trial for us, and she has the next steps coming up.
3: Well, three years after Foster was killed, a two-week trial with countless hours of jury deliberation and a month since that murder conviction, all leading to this moment. The state did ask that Perry get at least 25 years behind bars, and Judge Clifford A. Brown inside of his courtroom today delivering on that request. (laughs) A fate many have waited anxiously for for weeks.
0: (laughs) Mr. Perry, can you please rise?
3: delivered in just minutes by Judge Clifford A. Brown.
2: This court sentences you to a term of 25 years.
3: What came next? Some of those who loved Garrett Foster most speaking directly to his convicted killer for the first time.
4: When I look at you, I see a very small man who used his military status as a means to kill. I do not see any honorable traits and I see no remorse for what you've done. You can't even look at my family. I pray to God that one day he will get rid of all this hate that's in your heart.
3: Daniel Perry's family left the courtroom while some of Foster's loved ones took the stand. Perry's attorneys say though this is not the end for him.
5: We will appeal this verdict. While we respect the court greatly, we can't agree that Daniel Perry received a fair trial. Everyone is completely devastated. The Travis County District
3: Attorney feels as if justice has been served.
2: Our criminal justice system is not perfect. But in this case, it worked exactly as it should.
3: But there are no winners, just loss, sorrow, and a desperate fight to find the strength to move forward. I hope God has mercy on your soul. The appeals process is expected to take over a year and Perry's attorneys say they are planning on sending any information that they think will help Perry to the board of pardons and paroles. Remember they are currently reviewing his case. I'm reporting downtown at the courthouse, Jayla Washington, KXAN News.
0: Our thanks to Jayla for that. And the district attorney says the Board of Pardons and Paroles is going to allow his office to give a presentation to its board and has agreed to meet with families as well. He says that should happen within the next week or so. Now going in depth, as we've told you, the Board of Pardons and Paroles has expedited the process on this case at the direction of Governor Greg Abbott. Now He promised to grant that pardon if approved. The governor cited the state's stand-your-ground laws, seeming to side with arguments that Perry acted in self-defense. The board told KXAN it instantly began reviewing the request.
2: First Warning Weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, beautiful afternoon here at the Wildflower Center. It is warmer and drier overall than 24 hours ago. Temperatures at 82 with mostly cloudy skies, but no rain falling in the city. A Little cooler up north in the 70s from Georgetown out to burn it. a little warmer in some areas, especially west of I-35, 83 in Mason and Fredericksburg. The last of rain from storm system number one is moving out of the area. 99% of the area is dry. Just a few little showers wrapping up from Schulenburg down to Weimar. Only a 10% chance of some showers left in your evening forecast. This is after some pretty good rain has fallen in our eastern counties over the past two days, over three inches north of LaGrange and at the Fayette Power Plant, nearly three inches in Muldoon. Notice all of these totals are well east of I-35, where most of the rain stayed. Coming up, we have your weekend flash flood threat and a first look at the timeline as you make your Mother's Day weekend plans. How much rain we expect because we have an update on that as well.
0: All right, David, thank you very much. A new memo from the Biden administration could allow some migrants at the southern border to enter the U.S. without being tracked. That is according to three sources with the Department of Homeland Security who confirmed that overcrowded customs and border protection sectors will be instructed to release some migrants on parole without court dates instead of placing them in a tracking program. A DHS spokesperson said the new policy will only apply to migrants who have been carefully vetted. The memo comes ahead of what is expected to be a greater surge at the border when Title 42 lifts late tomorrow night. U.S. Representative George Santos has pleaded not guilty after federal prosecutors charged him for an array of crimes, including fraud, theft, money laundering, and making false statements. THE NEW YORK REPUBLICAN TURNED HIMSELF IN THIS MORNING AND WAS RELEASED A FEW HOURS LATER ON A $500,000 BOND. THE 13-COUNT INDICTMENT ALLEGES SANTOS SPENT CAMPAIGN FUNDS ON LUXURY CLOTHING AND CAR PAYMENTS, fraudulently RECEIVED MORE THAN $24,000 IN UNEMPLOYMENT BENEFITS AND LIED ON HOUSE DISCLOSURE FORMS. Now THESE CHARGES FOLLOW A SERIES OF SCANDALS FOCUSED ON SANTOS SINCE BEFORE HE WAS EVEN SWORN INTO CONGRESS BACK IN JANUARY. He faces up to 20 years in prison for the top charges against him if convicted.
1: Today, the Labor Department reports the rate of inflation slowed for the 10th month in a row in April. Analysts put the market 4.9% down from 5% in March, Compare that to a 9.1% peak last June. As in previous reports, housing costs were the biggest contributor to monthly and yearly increases. Also contributing were higher prices for used cars and trucks, as well as gas prices, though drivers have seen a drop in recent weeks. Consumers did catch a break at the grocery store as well, thanks to lower prices for fruits and veggies, as well as meats, eggs, and dairy products. The push to expand gambling here in Texas is playing out this afternoon at the state capitol. Now at issue, two measures to let voters decide whether to increase options for sports betting and casino gambling. Monica Madden is following the very latest on the House debate.
5: Even as the casino gambling and sports betting bills came up on the floor for debate, you could see supporters of the measures going around trying to whip up some votes on the floor, which really was a sign of the tension we've seen on these issues throughout the session. It's an issue that's garnered extra buzz this session, with big names in sports and former Governor Rick Perry throwing their support behind these measures. Proponents say it'll boost the economy by creating jobs and bolstering tax revenue.
2: Texans have been boosting the economies of neighboring states for far too too long. Spending
5: billions of dollars at out-of-state casinos. But our legislature is considering a plan
1: that would allow Texans to vote on building destination resorts and casinos. Right here
2: in Texas.
5: Despite that extra support, there has been pushback from conservative and Christian groups who say they don't want Texas to join the states where casino gambling and sports betting are illegal, saying they think it will hurt Texas families and enable addictive behaviors. The negative impacts of gambling on families is one of the most well documented, most well researched. Out of all of the att- addictive disorders um, that are out there, gambling actually has the highest rate of suicide both proposals would amend the texas constitution so if it passes in the house and senate it would end up on the ballot for voters to decide on ultimately in november if they want to allow casino gambling and sports betting in the lone star state at the texas capitol monica madden back to you
1: now since the bills call for a vote to change the state's constitution there is a higher threshold to pass the house the measures need support from two-thirds of the members to advance
0: Two amazing stories of survival. First, the woman stranded for five days in the middle of nowhere, surviving on a juice box and a bottle of wine.
1: And in a moment that seemed hopeless, a hero emerged. How a good Samaritan sprang into action to rescue a stranger trapped in high water. Hospital billing transparency legislation is a step closer now to the governor's desk.
0: This is a record vote, the clerk ringing the bell. Have all voted? There being 136 ayes, 6 nays, SB 490 is finally passed.
1: There you heard it. Senate Bill 490 by Senator Brian Hughes requires hospitals to give a patient a written, itemized invoice before sending them to collections. The measure now heads back to the Senate for final review. It was amended to apply only to health care facilities, not doctors or federally qualified health care centers. The lawmaker behind a House companion, Representative Caroline Harris, addressed why the Senate bill was changed to exclude doctors.
5: You have a lot closer relationship with your doctor than you probably do with the various nurses and doctors and and all of the people that are taking care of you in a, let's say, 12-day hospital stay. I mean, I've got my doc on speed dial, and so if I have concerns about any of the medical billing with him, I know I can contact him directly.
1: Uh, It's a different story when it comes to hospitals and facilities. The legislation comes after a KXAN investigation highlighted the impact on hundreds of patients sued in a Central Texas court for medical debt. They told us they received vague bills from an area hospital in recent years, but couldn't get an itemized invoice. For a closer look at the interactive investigation, head to the medical debt lawsuit section on the investigative tab at KXAN.com.
2: Well, a dry afternoon for most areas as temperatures were warmer than yesterday, almost back to normal hitting 82 degrees. We have seen a small rise in the level of Lake Travis only up about an inch or inch and a half in the past day. Remember, we're still more than 30 feet below normal, but we may actually see a significant rise in some of our reservoirs this weekend. Your forecast is next
0: that time when high schoolers are thinking about prom, graduation, or the upcoming summer. But one Hayes County junior is in the hospital after suffering a heart attack two days after her birthday.
1: Just over three weeks ago, the teen came home from work, had dinner, and was starting to wind down when suddenly she experienced that heart failure. KXAN Sarah Alchez spoke to family members as well as doctors who talk about the role of genetics and the importance of knowing warning signs.
4: Relearning how to walk and talk. Edward, Edward, good
5: job. Yes, my name is Edward.
4: That's the road to recovery. CISD student Riley Koenig is on after suffering from a heart attack just two days after her seventeenth birthday. She was on a ventilator. She couldn't open her eyes. Um, we were praying that she would just squeeze our hand, and um, she couldn't even do that. Her aunt, Casey Koenig, says it's been a restless couple of weeks for the whole family. But it's hard for her to process what she's seeing. She's remembering words, she's learning how to count again. Riley was brought here to Dell Children's Hospital, where she was diagnosed with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Dr. Charles Fraser, director of the Texas Center for Pediatric and Congenital Heart Disease at Dell Children's, says while rare, it is one of the causes of heart failure in young people
1: that the heart muscle just too thick. There's a lot of uh, information that we don't know about why people get this. Some of it's genetic, some of it's not.
4: That's why Dr. Fraser says screenings are important when someone is experiencing symptoms.
5: New shortness of breath,
1: shortness of breath to the degree that uh, they couldn't keep up with their peers, palpitations or chest pain, particularly chest pain at rest.
4: While Riley's journey ahead has its challenges, her aunt says she's getting better with each day. An estimation- She was able to talk. She was telling jokes. Sarah Olscha, KXAN News.
0: And Casey says her niece is in rehabilitation in a program there where she's going to stay for about another month. The family tells us Riley is likely alive today thanks to her siblings springing into action. You can find out how they helped her in our story over at KXAN.com. Well, imagine yourself being stranded in the Australian bush for days with only a juice box and a bottle of wine to keep you alive. That's what happened to this woman rescued by Victoria Police this past Friday. Police say Lillian Ip took a wrong turn while driving through the bush and her car became stuck in some mud. She also had no cell service to call for help. Luckily, five days after she went missing, a police helicopter spotted her car. She was taken to a hospital and treated for dehydration, and according to an interview, she told police all she wanted after being rescued was water and a cigarette.
1: Well, another incredible story for you tonight, a man in New Orleans risked his own life to help save two others trapped by floodwaters. Their car was up to its taillights in water. The floodgates showed the water had climbed to about four feet. Witnesses saw the two men in a jeep try to drive through the water, then they got stuck, and that's when they say the two men got out of the jeep and fell into the water. One man resurfaced, the other didn't. After about a minute, a passerby sprang into action. Gentleman was just having some trouble, and uh, I'm not sure why he went underwater. But I was—he was lucky because I saw an air bubble in his shirt, and that's how I found him. And I was able to lift him up. He grabbed a big breath of air, so I knew he was okay, and I dragged him back up to uh, kind of where you see him now. Wow, just incredible! That man was later taken to the hospital. The second man waited in the water for first responders to get to him.
2: First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, you wouldn't know it, but a couple of days from now, we are concerned about the risk of serious flash flooding across the area. Right now, a partly cloudy sky, the calm before the storm, if you will. 80 degrees with a lot of humidity in Austin. Rain for the time being has largely pulled east of our area. This is storm system number one, which has brought several inches to our eastern counties in the past 36 hours. As that storm exits the area, another one approaches a really significant trough of low pressure. You can see this big dip in the jet stream over the western half of the U.S. This is a classic May setup with a slow-moving storm digging its way toward Texas and then stalling this coming weekend. We're going to have disturbances in the atmosphere, near record amounts of moisture in the atmosphere, and some sort of stalled boundary which may keep the heavy rain around for longer than we would like. Not much happens for the next 36 hours or so, but beginning Friday night, the threat of flash flooding ramps up west. Two out of four risk Friday night in the hill country of flash flooding. A more alarming and widespread three out of four risk now including the entire Austin area and the hill country on Saturday and new today, Sunday. Mother's Day has a pretty sizable two out of four threat of additional flash flooding. Let me give you a first look at the timeline of this so you can start to plan around it for Mother's Day. Here we are with not much happening, just Mostly cloudy skies, couple showers over the next couple of days, only a 10% chance of rain where you live though. Weather stays pretty quiet, we think, until Friday evening, when late Friday night, a complex of storms in some form or fashion moves into the hill country. By Saturday morning, let's watch the radar together. These are very heavy and widespread thunderstorms that may just not move. From 10 a.m. through 3 p.m. through 9 p.m., we may have these periods of showers and thunderstorms just moving over the same areas, possibly creating significant flooding, especially from I-35 through the hill country. Sunday morning, it may not be quite as heavy, but Sunday we have a near guarantee of periods of more rain. Mother's Day looks best spent indoors, especially if we do see additional flooding problems develop. The one little silver lining, rainfall forecasts have gone down a little bit today. The Weather Prediction Center, in accordance with our models, has shifted these absurd totals, at least for the time being, west of San Antonio and a little bit farther out of our area. This could mean that we only see three to six inches of rain across much of the area, slightly higher totals out west. This is a good thing because, of course, we want to fill the lakes, we want to end drought, but we don't want devastating or dangerous flooding across the area. And, of course, there is still time for these bullseyes to be adjusted, and they will be over the next couple of days. Another little silver lining here. This is a soil moisture map. I don't usually show you this. Here's Austin. Here's the hill country. We've had a lot of rain east of Austin the past couple of days, so the soil is saturated. But west of Austin, the soil is really dry. That means the first couple of inches, at least that fall, they're going to soak into the ground instead of creating runoff and flooding issues. That's not going to save us from a dangerous flood. But again, it is a little silver lining if we've got one. So this weekend, whatever you've got going on, make sure you've got the KXA. And weather app so you can receive warnings that pertain to you. Home is the safest place to be if flooding does develop. If you do drive, turn around, don't drown. Most flash flood deaths happen in vehicles. Tonight, 71 with cloudy skies, mainly dry weather. Tomorrow, pretty hot, 90 degrees with a mix of clouds and sun. Rain chances hold off until Friday night, but boy are they high Saturday, Sunday, and staying around with us through much of next week. We'll be right back after this.
0: A pair of dogs named Boozy and Bella are being honored for their role in helping track down the suspect in last week's mass shooting at an Atlanta medical office. Last Wednesday night, uh, hours after the shooting, Boozy and Bella just wouldn't stop barking in their apartment. Their owner, Destiny Baez, was out at the time, but the barking alerted a neighbor who then called police.
5: So he looked out and he saw the guy and that's when he alerted the cops that he was around here because the dogs were going crazy.
0: And the Cobb County Police say the dog's barking helped to direct officers to the suspect's location at a condo complex. They arrested him uh, after a nearly eight-hour manhunt. So to show their appreciation, police sent the dogs a basket of toys and treats. Now as for their owner, she says she now sees her dogs in a whole new light and she calls them Heroes.
1: Oh, such good <laughs> puppies. Well, here's a twist on fast food. Wendy's is teaming up with Google to make their drive through experience a little more high tech. The restaurant chain will use artificial intelligence, which they call Wendy's Fresh AI. Now, they say it will enhance the customer's experience by taking food orders and answering frequently asked questions. It will be tested at Wendy's in Ohio in June. No word yet if this service will eventually lead to fewer people working. We'll be right back
0: thanks for listening to kxan news nightly you can also listen to kxan news today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you